With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Welcome to the Big Brother After Show. You are with the Troubadour of Talk, the Toxic Shock of Blog Talk, and your host through the Big Brother 19 season, live without a net. I am Sam, and I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. And I can't even tell you what show number we are on. All I know is it's been what a strange, weird, odd trip we have been on this season. Told you guys, tune in. We're going to be very blunt about some of the aggravation this season and everything. Before we get to that, Please remember, go to our Twitter, BB After Show, uh, follow us. We will follow you back, um, and we put polls up. We retweet you guys. We, you know, we try to like and retweet every everything, but we get, you know, we're we're getting up there in numbers now, and so it's always kind of a little bit hard to, you know, make sure we get everything, but we do make a big effort to read everything that you send us, everything that uh, you guys retweet or you know, all that fun stuff. We always try to interact with that. So uh, please join, uh, please follow us. Uh, we will follow you back. Uh, also, please, big shout out to our um, our support over there at uh, Morty's TV. It's a reality show. Basically, forum website where, you know, you can get anything and everything reality-wise. Uh, they've got forums over there. You will find friends. Uh, you might even find some enemies. You know, some people enjoy having a mortal enemy, an uh, arch nemesis, uh, to argue with, um, probably won't find that that much there, but it does happen, and sometimes that makes life worth breathing, right? When you have like this arch nemesis, I see it on Facebook every day, so it's got to be something people live on. Um, uh, like I said, please visit that. You know, a lot of things that we found out this week. You know, we got the. But first, let's kind of talk about the celebrity Big Brother thing. A lot of you guys wanted this and have wanted this for years. I mean. I've been on Survivor Sucks, which believe it or not, believe it or not, Survivor Sucks is still <laughs> running in some weird way, 
you know, they even have a live feed thing where people are posting, you know, you know, things on forums about what's going on in the live feed. This, if you guys don't know what Survivor Sucks is, it is an an interesting, weird, odd community of reality TV lovers that you can, you have to talk on a forum. You know, I kind of wish they'd do it on a Facebook page so that you could talk much faster because you must have to – it's kind of like the old days where you had to put, like, a pin a post. Do you all remember doing that on, like, uh, AOL? You'd have to pin a post on a board on a boardroom or board – and then come back like 30 minutes later to see it posted, and then come back like two days later to see like four comments left for you. It was a really, really weird concept, but now, you know, all that chat is, and, and you know, commenting on Facebook is instantaneous now. It's just, if you don't remember those days, it was really weird. You literally would post something on a website, and it would take, it was dial-up, and you'd have to come back like two days later and find, like, two or three people commented on what you said where, you know. So it's a little bit like that. I mean, of course, it moves a little faster, but it's kind of like this forum where you kind of post things and then, you know, people will comment back and forth. But it's interesting. It's a great site. It's a great site to get a lot of spoilers, actually. It's a good spoiler site. People are very – let me tell you something. If you don't like trolls, that's not the place for you. There's a lot of people that will just absolutely beat you to death over any silly thing that you might ask or make a comment on. So it is for the thick skin, that's for sure. Um, but – you know, a lot of that. A lot of people on there have been wanting Celebrity Big Brother. A lot of you guys have tweeted it. A lot of people on Facebook talking about it. You know, this is something that UK has done, and I'm sure other parts of the country, as everybody knows, Big Brother is a franchise that is basically to make it, you know, as easy to understand as possible. Basically, certain networks buy the rights to Big Brother. I mean, CBS. Big Brother leaves CBS, they can go to another channel if they want to, if somebody wants to play the royalty rights. So it's kind of like a franchise. You would buy into the, to the trademark and the rights to, to, to use the name and to use the format of the show, and it's kind of a royalty fee. And, um, and so we've seen this, uh, uh, you know, so Big Brother's all over the world uh, in that situation. But uh, with this, you know, Celebrity Big Brother that I know of was a pretty big deal in the U.K. A lot of the people on Facebook love the U.K. Big Brother I don't have time for it. I did watch one season. I think it was seven, uh, which I thought was really good. You know, I, I really kind of wish, if you guys watch Big Brother UK, I just remember, like, and they may not do this now, but in the old seasons, you know, they had that Devina uh, McCall, I believe it was, Davina McCall, thanks for correcting me. Um, I thought she was fantastic. I thought she was one of the funny, funnest hosts I've ever seen do a Big Brother show, and I know she doesn't do it anymore. But they did this big event where people were outside, and, I mean, it was like crowds of hundreds or maybe even a, a thousand few people that would be outside, and the whole thing would be this big one-night event, and people would go in from the outside and go through the crowd, and people would be yelling at them and chanting things. It was really kind of a cool situation. But anyway, I know in U.K. they do Celebrity Big Brother, which I think is probably, from what I've seen cast-wise, like 70%, you know, B-list actors from America or – People who are, you know, not really high level uh, in the entertainment world, or I guess you would say, or were, were at one time, not now. People that may have had some controversial um, careers, things like that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I could be wrong. You guys are more than welcome to tweet me and correct me. But that just kind of seems like the cast that they get. I'd be curious to know what, what they're going to get for here. How do I feel about it? I don't know. You know, I think it's going to be one of those things where, I'm really concerned over – if they play it like regular Big Brother, I'm kind of okay with it. I think it would be interesting, especially if it were people that were interesting as far as past actors or people maybe that haven't done things in a long time, 
that you kind of remember and that maybe they could actually use the money, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe life's not been so great for them, you know, and they could use the money. Um, I mean, I could probably think MC Hammer might be a great one. I don't know. But it would be kind of neat to see people that maybe are not getting all the jobs and all the work in the world to go into the house and play. Now, you know, you guys would have to tell me, you know, if that makes sense or if you would rather see big-name people in there. But anyway, if it's played like a normal game, uh, I'm all for it, as long as it doesn't replace uh, the regular game. <clears throat> if it becomes a – you guys know how I feel about this, and I get hell for it. But, you know, if it's the type of thing where, where viewers are voting, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to really find a lot of love for that. I am just not – you know, no offense to us as fans and as viewers – I just don't feel like, um, for me personally, it is something that is heavily enjoyable to think about if fans are voting, you know, on who gets what and who gets this and who gets HOH and who gets home. I, I know that, and maybe I've got a couple of calls on hold I'll go to and ask about this Celebrity Big Brother thing they may know, but, you know, that's the way I kind of understand it to be in the U.K., and I have never watched it. But if it becomes something kind of like that, I would probably find a little less interest in it. Um, but it's interesting all the same. You know, it's you know, it's going to be – looks like they're going to do something every winter, which is going to be kind of wild. Um, we're going to go to a couple of calls real quick before we get into the rant for this week. Uh, I'm going to take a 516. Remember your area code. You'd be surprised how many people don't. 516, what did you want to say? What are you thinking about Celebrity Big Brother? You know who I am, man. Jesse, bro. <laughs> hey, Jesse, what's going on, man? All good, man. Um, I love the celebrity Big Brother idea, but let's be a little real. Well, let's be a little realistic. Um, okay, it's gonna be D-list celebrities, you know. So that's what. I mean, first of all, to put your house, put yourself in a house with other celebrities for 60 days. So I, w- I was thinking more of the line. I would like to see somebody like Hulk Hogan or yeah, Oscar Delo. Right? Yeah, but, I think those are two great. Yeah. Right? Or Oscar De La Hoya or somebody. You know, I, w- yeah. I would like to see that. Are, and what I like about that is those are people that had success in their lives. Maybe they're at a point in their careers where they can't do a lot other than, you know, market themselves and their name or, you know, work in a CEO position of a company. You know, like uh, I know he runs, uh, you know, one of the fight companies and stuff like that, promotion companies, Golden Boy. Right, right. So it might be one of those things where they're not – they were successful and well-known, you know, maybe oh, 10, even somebody years like ago. Eric, even somebody like from Chips. What What's his name? Yeah, oh, Eric Estrada. Sure. Even somebody like him, that that wouldn't be bad to see, you know. Yeah, I think it would be great, and it kind of seems like UK. And I don't watch. I don't know if you do, Jesse, but it seems like UK kind of likes to pick uh, celebrities that are a little bit controversial. Maybe have said some things or did some things that might have hurt well, their career, they the, and they kind of give them an opportunity. You're talking out. about Dustin Diamond. Uh, well, no, I'm just talking about. It just seems like BB UK, the celebrity version. They usually like to take a lot of, not always, but they use, they like to take some of the B-list celebrities from the American well, they, entertainment. There's industry. a lot of que- there's actually a lot of questions to ask about the UK stuff too, because I mean about this new winter one, because mm-hmm. the UK yeah. one also 
if you remember, is only 14 days. Is it really? I did not know that. I've never yeah. watched it. I didn't know yeah. it was only 14 days. That's yeah, it's only like 14 or 21 days. It's not a it's not a full 90 days with somebody. Um, so you're 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 all in. You you you'd like to see this. I'm I'm a I'm a big brother fan in and out, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, what about that Revengers trailer? So who, I we know Ka- we I, know Caleb is coming back. Caleb is well. It sounds like it's it's. When I read up on it, when I read about it, the information that I got, and I didn't get any firsthand mm-hmm. information, just kind of through talking to a couple of people and reading up on it. It sounds right. like that one of maybe maybe the final HOH competition will involve the you know the comic book covers that they do all the time where you got to remember the comic book cover and you've got to remember what superhero was holding what you've got to oh. match it. I think it's going to be real life where they're going to bring the actual. I don't gotcha, know. They're gotcha, going to bring in the gotcha, actual gotcha, gotcha, players gotcha, and maybe gotcha, stage gotcha. it, and you've got to copy what they're doing. It's that's what I that's what my understanding is now. I don't like I said I don't have any connection on that part of it. Um, I do talk to people that do have some show knowledge, but on that part of it, that's all I've been able to get is just that. And you know, it's just and a by competition. The way, I, I, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, no, you're good. By Go the ahead. way, you want you're one of my favorite shows. Um, oh man! I, I oh man! I appreciate that so much, man. I search. I, I search because you know I, Thursday I, I, night. I, really I was like, that. I have to. I, I have to look you up, bro. I do. <laughs> I do. Hey man, um, you, you catch me? I'm not. It's, uh, you know, it's no secret. If you if you're on Facebook, look up Sam Williams. I'm in Georgia. You can come over there and, and friend me, man. I'd, I'd love to talk to you. If the seasons are over. And you know, and talk to you about some things as as I get information well, next uh, year. Yeah, I'm on Facebook also, Jesse, Jesse yeah. Perez at Jesse Rick at one right. is my Twitter. Um, okay, but I I do want to say something. I'm gonna hate saying this. Okay, I always hate the best player in the game. <laughs> but if Paul <laughs> does pull this off, if Paul does pull this, not you. Just, listen to me for a second, bro. Because I know you're going to get pissed at me. No, if Paul pulls this off, yeah. he's one of the best players ever. You know what? I, I, I'm going to – one of the big things that I was going to rant tonight, which was probably going to get me to lose about half the people that listen, <laughs> is that what, – what, what, was Paul given an unfair advantage? Yes. I, I think it's hard to argue that he wasn't. He comes in, he gets that first week of friendship bracelets, and he gets three weeks of safety. He gets a month, well, people, which is unheard of, forget, of not being able to be nominated. People, however, people forget that Dan. However, people though, forget that Dan got a. Dan came on. in as a coach. People forget that. Yeah, on Big yeah, Brother 14. yeah. I mean, but this is you the know. thing, though. It's not his fault. I mean, it's not his fault that production has done what they've done. I really seriously doubt, and I know I can hear the boos, but I seriously doubt there was a meeting of the minds between Paul and production to completely set Paul up to win this season. I don't think that necessarily happened. Usually when it's something that extreme, it's just it's just false. I think that they did protect it. They always protect it. Tell you but the I, truth. I do not yeah. – I think, I think production like Cody a lot. What's that? Production like what? Cody. I don't know. I think I, I, I don't know. I you know, it's hard to think that they liked anybody this season. I mean, 
Cody was going to be the person that could come back in the house and shake things up, and that could have happened. The thing that I – and we talked about this last time. One of the major crossroads in this season is that Jessica wins HOH. She has every opportunity to put Paul up and send him home, and she chooses not to do it. The opportunity was there, and, and I'm sure that of all, the, of all the people you could have come back in this game, and, and I had these arguments with people on Facebook and Twitter, of all the people you can come back in this game, it was absolutely obscene to think anybody except for Cody deserved to be back, only because Cody at the time was one of the stronger comp players that could actually flip and maybe win an HOH. Dom wasn't going to do it. You know, right, uh, Jillian right, wasn't right. going to do it. Cameron wasn't going to do it. And well, anybody well, wanted Cameron of my back. Favorite, what, one of my favorite things about Cody is that he's so strong-minded. Because you know, production was telling him, "Don't put up, oh, yeah. don't put up Paul, don't put up Paul." Well, <laughs> he's like, who, he's I like, mean, I'm at the end of the day, at the end of the day, love or hate yeah. Cody, the truth of the matter is, is that you have to say Cody was right. Cody was right when he looked at Dan, when he looked at at him, and he said, "I don't trust this situation. I don't like him being back. Mm-hmm. I don't want Paul here." I don't trust him. I know he's here. I know he's got an advantage on all of us, and I want him out. He was not wrong for that. It's just that when he became the, one of the strongest, mentally strongest people in the house, the house was really a lot of mentally unstrong and, and players. Other, and the other problem with Cody, too, is he doesn't know how to talk to people. You, see, no. it's always – it's a social game also. You know what I mean? I, yeah. And I, Oh, yeah. I've 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 had this argument for years, you know, um, about some of the best players. It's kind of like, oh, they outplayed every. Um, all right, can I bring up Big Brother? I think it was fourteen when Dan beat Ian, right? Oh, well, I mean when Ian right. beat Dan. Yeah. Was it Big Brother fourteen or thirteen? It was fourteen. 14 right? You're correct. Fourteen, right? Everybody's yep, like, correct. oh, Dan played. Dan plays such a great game. Dan plays such a great No. Because part of the game is also jury control. So yeah. if you have the jury going in there hating you, like I understand to the viewers it's a great game, but part of it is jury control. They have to which, like Which Paul's they... doing a really great job of at the moment. As far that, as who's that's going why in the I jury. Said. That's he why can I control, said. he's doing it, a great job of it. That's why I said if he wins this game, he he goes down on my own my all time favorite list. He has to. I you, think that's you fair. You can't take that. Claim. Yeah, you can't take that I away from fair. him. You, you know, can't like, take away the fact that that he basically and this is what I said and I got a lot of hate for it and I might have to go in a minute because I got another call. But the thing is, is oh, that man. I got a lot of hate for this. But the situation. Well, can you keep me on the line? That, and, and I'll just listen. Yeah, to yeah, the you show. can stay on. I'll, yeah, I'll mute you. That's no problem. But the thing is, is that how do you how do you really look at Derek, who manipulated and kind of controlled a weak group of people? I mean, there at the end of the day, just take all the hate and the, and this. This has been a really bad cast. It's been some ugly things said, and I agree with that. It's been really rough to watch a lot of this. But if you cut that off, and you look at it for what it is. Paul didn't do anything much different than really Derek did. He got into a weak group of people. He was able to manipulate a weak group of people to do what he wanted them to do without really, you know, Derek probably did a little bit more hands-off than, than Paul has done. Paul's been a little but bit more hands-on. You got, you got, you got, but he's you got gotten away with the exact too, same thing. 
If you look at you if you look at what's going to happen, Derek maybe was, in the um, Derek was an undercover cop. Right. I, I, I've already I've said I think Derek had a, a major advantage in that house, and and as did Paul in this season. But the thing is, is that I, as Paul did, Paul this season, and Derek. Exactly. Yeah. At the end of the final three, what you're going to see is the exact same situation for Derek that happened for it's going to happen for Paul, which is people are going to want Paul to win. They're going to give it to Paul in the final three. Oh, I want Paul. You know, Paul, you should win it. You played the best game. You've been you've controlled the whole situation. And that's exactly what they did to Derek. I mean, you know, him and Cody get up in the final two, and Cody basically says, well, you should win it. Caleb was well, going to give it to him well, as well. We've we, we, we seen it. We've seen it not happen also. Stephen cut Vanessa off. So, yes. maybe, see, maybe it's so hard because Christmas has a broken leg. That so that so there's no way she could win the final three, HOH. I I think I think if if Christmas ends up in that what final three, now we don't know when she's coming. But we don't know when she's coming out of that cast. She was in that cast for like I think it was eight weeks. She well, she won the HOH today, so, right? Didn't she win the HOH today? No, that was Alex won it. Uh, won the double, yeah, the double eviction. She won the first one. No, but no, it was no. Given to her. But she was not. No, no, she got the new one. I think. Did she get the, the – I don't know. I just – I think Alex – I thought Alex had gotten it, and she stays HOH until Thursday, I think, or until this weekend, right? She's changing this weekend. I don't know. I have to look oh, at Alex, Oh, Alex won the HOH? Yeah, in the double eviction, Alex won the last HOH. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So yeah. – But, you know, and she I mean, if it's a – her and Paul Ryder die. Uh, it's yeah, gonna be like, interesting to see what happens. Who do you think? Uh, who who you think gets America's favorite? Kevin or or, or Josh? I I know I you get mad at me for this honestly, one. I, I think really it comes do down like to Josh, two. man. Are you are you? I don't do think. You, uh, are you Josh starting to like Josh it. or not? I, I you know what? I think Josh is probably a much better person. Now that he's the game has become reality to him, I think it was fun at first to just kind of be that guy. But I think now I, I like how he's starting to wake up to things. I think it's a little too late for him. And at this point, he needs to just keep his mouth shut because if he would be quiet, he's probably going to be taken by a variety of people to the end. But I think it's one of those things where I think Josh is becoming more human as, as the season becomes to a close. As it gets harder to start sending your friends home, you know, it gets a little bit more emotional taxing. So I think he becomes a little bit more human. Uh, now, do I think he wins America's Favorite? I really don't see that. I really think, and, and I'm I'm usually good with this, but I'm going to say that it's going to come down between Cody and Kevin. I think Kevin's that very much that Donnie guy that everybody likes. You know, he doesn't really say anything off color. He doesn't really say anything that offends anyone. He's not being reported on TMZ. He just, you know what I mean? He got kind of picked on at the end, and, you know, it's kind of clueless throughout the season. And he's still in the house. Uh, so somewhere he's doing something right. But at the end of the day, or he's just been ignored, let's put it that way. But at the end of the day, I think that he's very Donnie-like, where people may take a liking to him and vote for him. The other one, I think, is Cody. And I think if Cody gets it, it's strictly going to be to make everybody mad. I think it's a shot from the fans to the rest of the cast if they give it to Cody. But I, I think it's oh, going to well, be Cody. I don't, I, don't, I, really I, don't, I, I, I doubt. I doubt Cody gets it. I doubt Cody gets it. I think he'll, I really you know what? It. I think you'll be surprised. I think if he doesn't get it, he's going to be really up there. And I'm not saying that I would vote for him or not, 
I'm just saying that I think that a lot of fans are going to throw stones at Paul and the rest of the cast by giving it to Cody. Let, let me say this also, too, because I don't always call in, but I always listen to your show. Yeah, man. Um, yep. And earlier, you you had one of the greatest points ever saying, ah, I forgot what you said. Um, I forgot what your point was, but... Yeah, like your 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 intelligence about Big Brother mm-hmm. is it, second to none, bro. Second to none. Oh man, I wouldn't say that, but I do appreciate that. That makes me feel good about doing this. That's for sure. But uh, listen, second Jesse, none, I do bro. have to run. I got yeah. two calls hanging in there, man. I want to get to them so they don't get stranded out there. Okay. Well, well, one one last thing. I was going to ask you. Yep. Be, yep. Fire away. Um. Who is your favorite America's favorite player? America's favorite player? God. That is that is hard. Oh my God. Hey, can I, I, I can I give my answer? Can I give my answer? You know what? I think it uh, probably Frank. And I know people will give me crap for that, yeah. but in season fourteen Frank Frank fought his ass off. No, and I, I like really Frank felt too. like I like Frank too. I mean, in that season, if you go back to that season, now I know people didn't like him um, in the last season, but if you go back to fourteen, it was everybody versus that guy for weeks and weeks, and he just kept winning and winning. That's why he was such a disappointment I'll, this time around. So he just kept fighting and fighting and fighting. I, I gotta say, probably Frank. Without looking at the list, probably Frank. I'll be honest. Mine is Donnie. It, I think you know what so, Don, Donnie's. You good. know, it's it's so good to see a genuine person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't yeah. need people yeah. like that in life. Donnie was a genuine. Yeah, and I do think the money helped him. Yeah. I do think the money helped him be in his background and everything. And I think that I did the shame about Donnie, and then I've got to move on. But the the shame about Donnie is is that really I feel like. Donnie would have done much better that season if he'd have not gone to bed at eight o'clock at night. Donnie kept going to bed at eight and eight thirty, and that's because well, it was no, a but, schedule. But he, sure. he, he, he was in the he house with young himself. people. He explained himself. He says, "I." He uh, said, "You gotta be I, in there. I, you I gotta can't. be involved." But you gotta Your understand, brother, Donnie you gotta, like, you gotta shake it off. Yeah, but he was like fifteen. The kids were like twenty, so they yeah. don't have much in common, you know. Uh, what, but he was a good Donnie American was, favorite player, and he was. Oh, fun that's to watch. my favorite one, and James James also, except for the second time around. But yo, if you could do, yeah, I I know you had a couple more callers. If you could put me on mute and, yep. and come back to me, man, please. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm a, I don't know if I can come back, but I'm gonna put you on mute because I got tons to say tonight. But if I can get a shot in there, I will. Hang in there, okay, Jesse. Just I'm gonna put you on mute so you don't have to hang up, buddy. Okay. All right, guys, that was Jesse. Always a great call. Love that caller. Um, 530, if you're there, I'm going to you right now. I want to know what you think about Celebrity Big Brother, and I've got another call after you, so we'll have to get through it. Are you there, 530? 530. 530 is not there, so we're going to go to 734. 734, are you there? Man. I'm going to put you all both on mute if you want to hang in there. I'll come back. This happens sometimes, guys, where we go on people. And, and Jesse, I will um, – I've got to get rolling, so just hang in there. If we get a chance, I'll check back with the calls in just a second. But uh, 
All right. I mean, when you start from after me and Jesse, we basically ran through the season already. But uh, <clears throat> what a what an interesting interesting week we had. And if you're on hold, just hang in there. I did go to you. Everybody witnessed it. Um, we see HOH uh, for Christmas. Everybody kind of threw it to Christmas. Uh, you know, and you know we see it tonight. And I mean, what a double blindside tonight. I mean, that was ex- that was actually the best time of the entire season was, you know, and I hate to see Jason get hit like that. I mean, you guys see it. I mean, the moment that that, that boat comes back in a tie tonight, you just see it in Jason's eyes. He knows right then and there that something just doesn't feel right. And you can tell it, the, the, the wheels start turning. But can we really feel bad for Jason? I mean, what do, you know, listen, how can anybody really feel safe on the block? Now, there are some people that begin to play hard on the block. I think that Dr. Will is one of those that, you know, you put him on the block, that's when his game begins. He doesn't even start getting busy until block time, and he doesn't mind being on the block. It's kind of a challenge for him. Then there are others that are terrified of the block. Dan is a player who's terrified of the block. I would like to think that Derek is probably terrified of it, as is Paul. But we see, Jason, we see these people that are trusting, and I've told you guys, it's amazing that we feel like, you know, we're watching a bunch of people that are playing this game that think eight people can really sit in the final seat. Four are going to sit over here, and four are going to sit over here on the other side, and they're just going to hope that they vote for each other to win, and this friendship, you know, kumbaya crap that they think is going to happen and the realization of the game's coming. It's amazing to me to see Jason sit there. And you know what? Jason said some really stupid things. And, and i got to tell you guys, as, as somebody who does this show, who was asked to do this show by a couple of people who put it together, I feel very blessed to do it, get to talk to people like Jesse and others. But the whole situation is, is that you have to try to look at it from an unbiased point of view. And that sometimes is hard, but... It's a situation where I'm watching this show and I'm and I'm looking at it from an entertainment point of view, okay? For me, it's entertainment. What moves are going to happen that's going to be the most entertaining that are going to give people a shock or give people, you know, a little goosebump when they're watching it happen? And it's been a season where that's been really, really hard to find. It's hard to see a season where everything goes the way it's supposed to go for certain people and it just never seems to turn, and we're still dealing with that. But when we see a blind side like Jason's, you've got to wonder what Jason was thinking. I mean, you're talking about friendship. How? Friendship does not happen in Big Brother. There, you know, there was a time when Paul had no problem screwing over Victor last season when Victor went home the first time. It had to do with the veto situation, if you remember correctly. And Paul had no problem screwing over Vic because Vic needed to have, you know, he needed to distance himself from Vic because Vic had a target on him. So Paul and this friendship stuff is all bogus. I mean, it was always bogus, and it's a fun catchphrase, and it's annoying to some of you to hear, and it's his hashtag and all this other stuff and whatever. But the whole friendship thing is a facade. It's all fake. This is a guy who's not playing with friendship. He knows it. He knows what he's doing. He's manipulating so well. And if people watched last season, they would know that friendship is not really part of what he does. It's just what he says that has caught on like wildfire in the Big Brother community. And it means nothing. This guy's not playing with the friendship hand, and I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. But when you are in Big Brother and you get blindsided and you come out, I'll tell you this much. If I was dumb enough, and I'm going to say that, if I was dumb enough to be Jason or Alex this season, and I mean that, 
if I was that stupid this season, where Kevin is actually the, one of the smartest people in the house, if I'm that dumb to come out, you know what I'm doing? I'm applauding Paul. If you have gotten me this far and you are able to dupe me at this point in the game where I completely think that we're best buddies and you're not going to do anything to me, despite the fact that you're in a final three with me and two other people now, that becomes painfully obvious when I'm sitting on the block. That I'm upset that our friendship, man, he didn't play with friendship at all. What did you think was going to happen? Who the hell's playing with friendship in this house who's won? It, it just, it's, it's just something that really boggles my mind. It, it's, we have seen one of the, I mean, as far as intelligence goes, not on a personal level with these guys. I don't attack people outside the house. But there is something that goes in. They turn on the laughing gas. Something happens. Brain cells die. They do it to, like, like everybody in the cast but, like, one or two people. They just kill everybody's brain cells. I don't know what it is. It's some kind of laser, possibly. They aim at people's heads. I, I couldn't tell you. But it's like everybody just goes to just nothing. I mean, they just don't even think for themselves. And when they do, you know, they begin to doubt, they begin to doubt themselves or they begin to be told, don't think that. I mean, we saw that with Christmas and Josh. But, Jason, you had so many opportunities to listen to Kevin. You had so many opportunities to, to just hear what Kevin was telling you. And you would always just kind of go back on it. At what point do you think in this house do you have a hand, a direct hand, in splitting up a couple in this house because you think that couple is too dangerous and then not let it cross your mind one time, not let it cross your mind once that you and Alex are viewed as a couple? What, what color is the sky on the planet where you live? And I just have to be honest because, I, I, you know what, besides the, some of the things that Jason has said, it's been quite off color and, 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 and bad. If you take that out of it, I would have been completely fine with Jason winning because he seemed like there were moments where Jason would wake up and he would kind of get it. And then he'd listen to Alex, who is, you know, Paul's best buddy. And you know that her, her and Paul – here's the thing about the Jason-Paul-Alex trifecta thing here. Alex was doing all the talking with Paul. Jason did some, but it was way more obvious that Jason was out of that loop with those two. It's, I think it was really obvious when you look at feeds and whatnot. He just was not, because he's having to listen to Alex, you know, tell him what Paul's telling him to do. And when he starts to question it, Alex is, for, you, know, you know, Paul wouldn't do us like that. And then you sit there, and you, you don't use the veto. You do what you want to do on your HOH, and you are absolutely just flabbergasted that you're going home the very next week. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to give Jason a lot of credit here. You know, a good game play as far as physical, which we're seeing a lot of that this season. I don't think I've seen a season where we've had better comp players with absolutely no game style or no game depth or no game – uh, ability as far as the mental, emotional state of it. Alex can win HOHs all day. We just saw her do it in a double eviction, okay? But, and that double eviction nominates Kevin and Raven for eviction after she just saw that everything she believed in, everything she was told, everything that she thought, everything that she bought into was a lie to her. And when Paul came running over being her best buddy, which is stupid, for Josh and a Christmas to even look at and agree with, to even play along with that. 
I mean, it's so obvious a jury a jury work right there. It's so obvious that if you're doing that, and I know there was a plan to kind of be on her side and they were going to be on the other side of the house and still work, but what was the point? I mean, what's the point? The only thing that they, the only person that gains anything from teaming up with Alex and giving her the pat on the back and saying, hey, it's okay, uh, we all got screwed on that one, man, I would have gone home, I would have gone home. The only person that benefited from that at all was Paul. Genius on his part, stupid on her part. Because why is he running over and talking to you, yet the votes don't make a whole lot of sense, right? So at the end of the day, somebody was throwing a sympathy vote towards Kevin, I mean, it's just obvious. But yet, when she wins that HOH, man, I thought we're going to come. At, this is the this is the frustration of this season for me as just a viewer. I don't even I don't even really have a dog in the fight. I'm just telling you guys the truth. This moment when Alex wins HOH, you think to yourself, "This is it. We're about to engage. She is pissed. She's going to seek some revenge on this. Christmas and Josh are going to go up. They're going to. She's going to say they betrayed her." Paul's going to sit back and smile to himself because he's going to say, all right, if we can get rid of Christmas, I'm really in business. Or if I can get rid of Josh because Josh is already starting to buck back on me, just like anybody else who bucked on me, I got rid of. I can get rid of Josh right here. I can guarantee you Josh is the one going to go home in that situation. And she put up Kevin and Raven. I mean, this has been the season, guys. And as fun as it's been to see a double eviction happen like this, where you see two blind sides in a row, that's how a double eviction, I like it like that. I, that's what I want to see. But not to the point of getting rid of people who are pointless. Not to say Jason was pointless, but Jason was not really ever going to fight for himself. And Kevin was never going to really fight for himself, and neither was Raven. So any of these people going home right now, as much as it was fun to see Raven walk out the door, Talk about delusional. She's absolutely delusional about her game. Absolutely delusional. But that moment that Jason realizes that he is about to be screwed is basically the look we've all had probably week in and week out all season. It's just bewilderment at the fact that the game's going the way that it's going. It's just, it, it just boggles my mind. And how and Paul getting away by being the victim – I mean, the way that everybody's listening to him, I, you have to give Paul credit. And like I said, you know, Paul got those advantages. I will not argue with you guys that that doesn't happen. It happens for every vet, but I really don't think that it's happened on this level where a vet's been in the game playing and gotten four weeks of safety. Let's just be honest. He was going to get the three weeks of safety. Production was going to make sure of that. And I do agree with that comment. I do think that production was going to make sure of it. He won the first week of safety just by giving away eight friendship bracelets. Now, what does eight friendship bracelets do for him? You may be able to laugh that off, but the truth of the matter is that those eight friendship bracelets have a lot to do <coughs> with him being where he is right now. Look at the people he gave them to. But there is a point in this game where everything changes, where Paul's not safe anymore where things can change, and these people didn't do it. They didn't think for themselves. They didn't make a game move. Not one big game move in this game has happened. Not one. So, I mean, a lot of it is just the people that are in the house. It's not really Paul. I mean, any, I mean, you're sitting here watching this show, 
and you're and you're enjoying it. But at the end of the day, ask yourself, do I fall for the things that Paul's doing? Probably not. You might because you're in a new environment. You're kind of not sure about what's going on. You got cameras all in your face. I mean, you know, maybe 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 people do fall for it an easier way. But this is a very weak-minded cast, guys. You know, and I, and I had I had to say it. Derek had the same kind of cast. Dan and Ian worked with the same kind of cast. Now that's after you take the vets out of fourteen. Thirteen had the same kind of cast. The problem with these seasons is the new cast, and y'all want new people all the time. And I'm with you. I, I'd love to see new people all the time. You know, you get tired of vets. I understand that. But at the end of the day, guys, we have seen new casts come in this house that are not worth putting on the air. And I'm not saying anybody individual because I know some people watch the show. I'm not saying that it's always that way. But I'm saying you've got a good group of people that you put on out of 18 or 10, 12 people are just completely pointless to put in this house. Now, to me, that says casting, but, you know, you guys say what you want to say about that. We all have our positions. But, you know, we see Christmas in this HOH. I really thought she was going to do something bold. She puts up Alex and she puts up Jason. You know, the only reason that you really kind of do that is because I think the smartest move for Christmas is to get Alex out. Christmas needed to take out the other strong female in the house, the other person that was going to compete against her for Paul's affections, and yet Christmas does exactly what Paul wants her to do. Everybody kind of gives Paul over the POV in a way, and, you know, he takes the POV and he goes and saves Alex. He gets to be Alex's hero. Again, completely oblivious to everybody else obvious to the rest of us, and I can't put myself in that house, so I don't know, but I have to think at some point when you have nothing better to do than just to be in that house and play in the game, you have to sit there and go, wait a minute, Paul gets to be the hero an awful damn lot. Why is Paul always getting to be the hero? Because that's exactly what he got to be for Alex. He got to go save Alex and take her off. And now looking back on the on the vote, she's now saying, well, damn, I probably wasn't going to go home if Paul didn't save me. But Alex should have – I'm sorry, Christmas should have looked at Paul and said, no, 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 no. We played your game. We're on the same team. I got it. So whatever we decide shouldn't really matter as long as it benefits the both of us. Forget Josh for a minute. If me and you are going to the final two, it doesn't matter if it benefits you or me. It should benefit us regardless. The biggest benefit for me is to get rid of Alex. She is a strong competitor. She is somebody that is working on the inside with you, and although that's great for you, if we can put Jason on an island by himself, Jason's going to be easier to beat. But I, I, I feel like I feel a little bit more secure if I get rid of Alex, and I have to tell you that you know we're going to have to make a decision on this. It's time for you to basically, in the nicest way, where you don't make Paul mad, where he goes after you, shut up or put up, Okay. Are we in this together, or are you with Alex? Because right now you're saving Alex, and right now you want to work an angle so that you feel bad for Alex and you kind of get the whole thing with her sympathy by feeling like the victim, like you just dodged a bullet from me. Why is that? Why are you playing that angle? Because it doesn't benefit me. It doesn't help me. It helps you a tremendous amount. But Christmas decides not to do that, and I think we find out as things go on that there has been a video put out, and I did retweet it to you guys, and if you want to see it, you know, go on my page, um, BB After Show, and you can look at it, where she's talking and, and cameras are picking her up. She's got night vision, and she's basically, I believe, talking about how she's starting to have feelings for Paul. And then everything makes sense because i got to be honest with you guys. 
I really felt like before that, and before I saw what happened in this POV um, ceremony, I really thought Christmas was going to make a big step here. Now, I know I said it and said it, and that's my frustration with this season. It's not my like or dislike for anyone in particular. It's my dislike for the gameplay. Christmas had a moment where she could have sent home Alex, a big competitor to her, a big person in the way of her and Paul being together in a final two. But you do what Paul tells you to do despite that. And then you talk about how you hope your heart's not broken when you come out of the house and something about your heart fluttering. Now, I'm not, I, I am kind of putting words in her mouth, but those were statements that she made. I'm assuming that that's a discussion with Paul because I don't know of any other guy that she would be in love with. I don't think she's in love with Josh. I don't feel that between them. But I do feel like there's a lot of a look up from her to Paul. She seems to really look up to Paul. And I believe now, you know, maybe in those weird, I don't know what you call them, natural animalistic instincts, she likes somebody maybe calling the shots. Paul's calling the shots and... Maybe it's getting her hot. I don't know. Something has happened because I really feel like had she not maybe had feelings for him, it's very confusing why she didn't begin to make her own moves, the way that she's defending him to Josh now when she said, oh, Josh, I got your back. You know, I, you know, whatever you think, Josh, I'm with you. And there was a moment, if you remember, a couple of maybe about a month ago, somewhere a couple of weeks ago, where she's talking to Josh and Josh is HOH and he wants to get Elena out and she's backing Josh 110%. But yet she doesn't back, you know, her you know, her smartest play. She doesn't back Josh when Josh says, Leave the noms the same. Let's get rid of let's get rid of let's get rid of Alex. Let's go and get rid of one of them, but let's just leave the noms the same. She goes against it and against her best interests, and now I think it makes a lot more sense. I think we're seeing possibly Alex starting to kind of fall for Paul a little bit and starting to kind of go a little bit further than just being someone who's in an alliance with him, but maybe somebody who's seeking something outside of that. So anyway, she goes with what Paul wants to do. You know, Paul gets to look at, look like the hero in that situation, save Alex, and we see Jason go home. And like I said, we saw the POV play. Paul, of course, wins that POV, as we said, and gets to save Alex and be the hero. And again, you know, Jason, I don't know what he was thinking. And this is the frustrating part of the season. Didn't really investigate, and and you know what? I'm gonna I'm call him out. You're sitting in a pool with a very emotional, fragile Josh. I've told you guys for as many pots as this man's banged, for as many awful things as he said to throw people off their game. For all of that, he is one of the emotionally weakest people. Now, do I like him, uh, Jesse? Yes, I like him, but at the same time, he is fragile in this game emotionally, and he's crying in the pool sitting next to you, Jason. Not once did anything click in your head. Not once did you say, wait a minute, why is he so upset? Why is he upset about sending Kevin home? Something didn't make a lot of sense, but we go right on through it. Again, it's like we have come to a spot in this game where it's just people that are there. And, yeah, he, you know, listen, Jason would have a great claim at the end of the game. If he made it to the end and he's sitting next to Paul, he can make his arguments. I, you know, despite what a lot of you guys think, here, here's the truth about, and I'm going way off my notes. We're just going to, I'm going to just go free balling here. At the end of the day, there are a couple of players who do have an argument against Paul. Alex can say that she got Paul to where he is. 
Jason could have said he got Paul to where he is. Josh can say that he got Paul to where he is. And Christmas can say he got – and I think Christmas is one of the best arguments, being that she was kind of – and I hate to use the word – she was kind of handicapped through the season. Now, I don't think anybody has a stronger play than Christmas. Maybe Alex. Okay? So there are people that can get, can go into that final two, and if they had any sense about them, fight for a reason to win. Now, you take Paul, you're an idiot, but this is, this, this is what we're seeing laid out for us. And, again, I'm not blaming Paul for any of this. I'm just blaming the cast, okay? This is what we're looking at. I think that Christmas can make a great argument to win. I think that Alex, uh, Christmas, uh, Josh, maybe not. I mean, maybe he can but you've got to remember one thing about all this. Everybody says it doesn't matter. Paul's going to win anyway. Listen, guys, I'm telling you, if you think Cody would vote for Paul over a ham sandwich, you're out of your mind. Mark's not going to vote for Paul, and Elena's not going to vote for Paul. Those three are going to stay very solid. They've been in a jury house for a while together now without somebody else coming in. And they've had time to talk about a lot of things, and I guarantee you Cody's been leading the march. on getting. On, I don't care who's up next to Paul. I will not give it to him. I guarantee you Mark and Elena will fall right into that, and you better believe that Jason's going to fall right into it too because that's the next guy coming, right? Actually, i got to think about the order of eviction. But, I mean, he's coming right into it, and he's going to be right there with them. And they're going to, uh, Matt's going to be in there too. And will Matt feel like he got burned by Paul? Maybe not, but he has a great argument to feel like, you know what, maybe I did get burned by Paul. And you give him some time with Cody, you give him some time with Elena and some time with Mark. You know, things change. I mean, guys, you get into this jury house, and we saw it in season 13. You get in the jury house, and people start beginning to think differently. And, and season 14, which is something me and Jesse were talking about, you get, into, you get into the jury house, you see things change in that jury house because somebody begins to make a great point, which was Brittany Haynes in that season. She begins to tell everybody, Dan screwed you all. The only person that's played a really fair, equal game has been Ian. She had a special spot for Ian. She wanted Ian to win the money. She talked everybody into giving Ian the money. Now, the best player of the season, Dan, right? Because Dan is absolutely one move away from sending Ian home. He switches it and he sends Shane home, which was, in my opinion, the greatest move of season 14. Obviously, maybe not because Ian ended up winning, but it was a great moment switcheroo where he screws over Danielle. In season 14 uh, Danielle, one of our followers And a very sweet person But he ends up screwing her over It was a great move uh, for that moment I don't know if the long run it mattered Or if it was what was detrimental to his game But he makes this move And he saves Ian from going home You know, there, there's going to be Moves that happen And, you know These are things that they're all going to have to consider As they get up to the end of this So we see what we see here, and then when we get into the jury house, these people are going to begin to talk. They're going to begin to convince each other. Everybody's going to reveal certain things. Look, you know, Jason knows things that other people don't know. Jason knows things that Alex has told him. Jason has known the inner workings of some of the things going on with Paul. So when he gets in the house and he's heated, he's going to tell Matt about a lot of the things that Paul wanted to do. Let's get rid of Matt. Let's get rid of Raven. We've got to split the couples up. So don't be so sure that this jury isn't bitter. I preach this, and I preach this to you guys. Do not be surprised if this bit, if this jury does not end up very bitter towards Paul. This is the this is the risk of running too long with the same people for too long and promise them too many things. 
eventually you get called. The piper calls, and they you know, and you got to pay. And I think jury's going to make him pay a little bit. Now, don't think that when Alex goes home, if that's what happens, that Alex doesn't get mad at Paul as well. That Alex doesn't feel like Paul burned her. Raven will certainly feel like Paul burned her once he gets in, when she gets in the house. I mean, you got to be really, really sensitive to how this jury is going to go, which is what Paul has tried to do. He is trying to manage this jury. Kevin's done a great job managing the jury. He just needs to. He just maybe he needs to lay low right now. I mean, that guy survived too. Hey, that's my pick. I told you guys, you go back to show number one. Kevin was my pick to win. I just had a weird feeling about the guy, and he shouldn't be where he is, but he is where he is, and it's probably because he is very non-threatening, and. But he's, he, he tried to tell Jason through this entire time. That's why I think Kevin does have a good knowledge of what's going on. He tried to warn uh, Jason. He tried to tell him, dude, you're the guy that's going to go home, not me. And Jason didn't want to believe him. I guarantee you now Jason's sitting on his way to the jury house thinking, man, you know, Kevin was right. Dominique was right. These people were right. It's on you, though. It's not on Paul. It's on you. You had an opportunity to listen to Kevin. And you know this jury don't be so sure that they're not going to that they're not going to feel very very differently when things get involved especially with Cody, Mark and Elena in the house and they're probably going to be like more likable when they get in the house they'll probably end up being everybody's relaxed, everybody's cool, they're a little you know apprehensive about who's going to walk through that door. Matt's going to come through the door who's very non-threatening. You know, Matt is the baddest we saw Matt get was, you know, at Jason and then, you know, whatever. But you know, 98.9% of the time, 99.9% of the time, he's just stuffing his mouth full of cereal. So he's going to walk through the door. He's going to be non-threatening, and he's going to listen to what Cody and them have to say. He may argue a little bit because it doesn't matter anymore. But as soon as he sees Raven come through that door, he's going to know that Paul burned them all. And this is going to be a bitter jury because he made so many close relationships. He made everybody feel like they were his best friend. And then he tried to play it off as, man, it's not me, which is brilliant. But at the same time, you've got to realize people are going to talk in jury, Paul. They're going to talk about it. You're better off in those goodbye messages saying, listen, I orchestrated this to get you home, to get you out of here, because I want to win this season. It's a season where I'm, work- I'm coming back. I want to do it. I regret every day that I didn't win last year. I'm here to win. You were a huge threat to me. I like you as a person, but this is a game. And sometimes in the game, you've got to take out really strong players. I think if you just say that to somebody, it makes a lot more sense than to play off and say, well, man, you know, have a good, have a good time in jury house. You know, sorry that this happened. It really shouldn't have been. Like, no. Just tell me straight up that I was a good player and you had to get rid of me. And I think Paul's playing the jury card very, very wrong. I think he thinks he's playing it right, but he's making it so much worse by trying to be so close to everybody. It works. <coughs> Excuse me. That works for a little while, but eventually as you get later in the game, what you realize is that that person completely used you. And I love Paul's game. Uh, Jesse said he thinks that Paul might be one of the greatest players ever. A lot of you are going to hate that statement. It may not be a false one. If you look at players like Derek and you look at players that have been able to Steve, there's other players that haven't done very much that, you know, got the win doing a whole lot less than Paul's done this season. And he just landed in the right cast as did Derek. You know, it's just how these things work out. And it's unfortunate for us as viewers, if you're unhappy with the season, if you're happy with it, then you probably hate what I'm saying. But the truth of the matter is, is that 
you know, sometimes these people land in positions like this, and it was a good position for Paul, and Paul never abused it. Paul never lost it. Paul never turned on it. Paul never dropped the ball. He always was on top of it. But this jury play of his, I think it's going to be a mistake. You can only be so close to people without being honest with them. He's got to start being honest as things begin to unfold so that he can win over people to say, you know what, you were the best player. Now he just looks like a liar because he's worked friendships so hard on these guys that when they get out, they're going to say, we got screwed, we got lied to. And that's okay if you can – if you're mature enough to take the game, like I said, if, I, if Paul sends me home this, this season and I really was thinking for myself and you got me, I got got, in the words of Jeff, if I got got by Paul, I, I applaud him. I do, what, I do exactly what Boogie did to Ian. Hey, man, you got me. I, you know, you deserve it. You got me. You got my vote. If you beat me, then you deserve it. But you're not really telling, telling people you beat them. You're telling people that you didn't really have a whole lot to do with it. And people know that's a lie. When they get in jury, you don't have any reason to lie to anybody by the time they go to jury. When they go to jury, you just need to be straight up with them. They respect that a lot more, and they want to be beat by somebody who played the game right, not by somebody who claims they didn't do anything and, hey, man, it wasn't me. You know, I, Man, it sucks for you. Because when you get in that final two seat, you're going to have to explain to people exactly why you played the game you did. You should explain it at the moment that it's happening. Um, we, uh, Kevin's written down here is one of my notes. You know, I'm just going off the hip here. Kevin is surviving and surviving and surviving. Kevin needs to keep his mouth shut. Let Alex sit on this for a couple of days. Let Alex think about it. Let Alex get mad. And man, when, man, it was it's funny to see Alex just not be the smartest person in the room at that point. I mean, she really has this ego, and I hate to throw under the bus like that. And I guess I'm going to skip commercial tonight, but <clears throat> that happens when I'm and I feel like I'm on a roll. But Alex thinks that she's the smartest person in the room at all times. She's been very hateful towards people in private. And I told you guys, you know, I tweeted this out. I said, if if Jason goes home, she's going to blame Kevin. And it was kind of half-joking. And Mr. Excitement said, you know, basically sent something that was like, it's so sad, it's, it's funny that it's actually true. And it ended up being true. I mean, she she turns around and blames Josh. Or blame, I'm sorry, turns around and blames Kevin for Jason going home instead of looking at the situation and saying, I am in danger I am now on an island by myself. Now I have the power to put other people on an island by themselves, and I can be, I can, I can beat uh, Christmas in competitions. I can beat Josh in competitions. I can't beat Paul. I gotta get Paul home. I gotta get Paul out of here. I can beat Kevin. I can beat Josh. I can beat Raven. I can beat all these people in competitions. I can run competitions from here on out. I can win POVs if I'm nominated. Now's the time to strike. I cannot beat Paul in the final two. I cannot beat Paul uh, in competitions every time. I've got to send Paul home. And we see Alex completely flat out. And Kevin survives again. But she was so angry at Kevin. Everything Kevin did annoyed her. Oh, Kevin this, Kevin that. <clears throat> she, is a, she is exactly what Paul needs her to be. Somebody who will believe anything he says and take it to a whole other level that Paul never wanted it to go to. And since it did, Paul's fine with it because it just puts more blood on her. But, J- but Kevin survives, and Kevin survives. Now it's time for Kevin to sit back 
and 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 there's going to be a point possibly where Alex, you can see it in her head. She's really thinking hard about this. She's really trying to sort through these feelings. She's really trying to understand what she's angry about. Like, what just happened to me? And maybe her move as a HOH was just because she didn't know what to do at that moment. She was so hit hard by the blind side, she just really wasn't sure and sort it out and think about the votes and think about how things went. Who betrayed me? Maybe she hasn't had time to think about that. But she's going to think about it, and if she's smart, which is questionable in the game, not in person, but in the game, it's questionable that she's that intelligent because she hasn't shown it. We really had some high feelings on her, you guys. I mean, we really thought she was going to come in and sweep this thing, man. She was going to turn everything right. She was going to be the big move maker. Y'all remember that? And I thought it. But here we are. And she's blindsided, and she's got to know I'm, I got to be somebody on the list. They got rid of my they got rid of my ride and die, ride or die guy. Before we even got rid of Raven, this was not the order. Before we even got rid of Kevin, this is not the order. And then you got dumbfounded, blindsided on your HOH by the vote. Raven goes home. That's two validations that they are not working with you. And you have to know that. Wait a minute, when I process this, Paul's been telling me what to do. He had to have been telling Christmas and Josh what to do. Guess what? My dear, it's too late now. You had the shot, and I get that you were in amazement and kind of in a fog. But if you'd have thought about this game, you would have said, I can beat Christmas. I can beat Josh. I can beat Raven. I can beat Kevin. I can't beat Paul. Paul has to go. And yet Kevin survives another week being your target, which I think is hilarious. Maybe that's wrong, being somebody who's supposed to be neutral, but it's hilarious. Nothing's bad. You know, we're at the part of the season, I told you guys, we're at the part of the season where it's not, we don't care about who wins. We just enjoy seeing these people go home. That says a lot for the season. You guys are more excited about who will go home as the coming weeks come than you will be about who wins. I can, I, I, I can, I can bet on that. And we're already seeing it. You know, even though really Raven – didn't offer much. It was really probably satisfying to see her go home for a lot of people. I would I would go as far as to say, other than probably Cody, which I think Cody began to win people over, kind of win some of you over towards the end of his run, Raven was probably the most satisfying person to see go home. Now, I'm just going to guess that. I kind of feel like that might be possible. 530 is still hanging in there. I have to come to you at 530 if you're sitting there. Maybe I missed you. <clears throat> but Kevin survives, and I think Kevin needs to lay low. He's been very smart about what his perceptions have been. His intuition has been really good in this game, and I don't think that the, the deal that he tried to make with Cody that pissed everybody off, I don't think it was a bad move. And I think that it was really odd for Paul and everybody to be mad at Kevin for that. You can't fault Kevin for talking to people, and yet they did. They, they treated him somewhat poorly. But that's that's – Paul's genius, and i got to tell you, that's Paul's genius. Paul's genius is I will target one person, and I will turn everybody on him. He's the ultimate Judas. I will, I will make him the ultimate Judas. I will make him the ultimate backstabber, and I will have everybody attack him, and I will send Josh. I will sick Josh on him because Josh is my pit bull. I will, I will send Alex after him. Christmas will say something to him. Like, I'm going to send all these people after him. And it's worked every single week, the genius of Paul. It's it's been really, really, really interesting to see Paul play this season. But it was a season with a lot of weak, manipulative people, uh, easy to manipulate people. 
And Kevin, I'm surprised, has not been a lot of Paul's enemy in this situation because he knows that Kevin is aware of everything, that Kevin knows everything about Paul. I think Paul knows this, but he thinks, you know what, at the end of the day, Kevin's just so less threatening to me. You know, I'm not sure why Raven wasn't his final choice. I'll be honest with you. I said that to you guys on Twitter. Um, I was really shocked. I don't know. I'm sure he had something to do with that vote. I didn't really hear it, and you guys can tweet that to me. But, you know, listen, I'm really surprised that Raven did go home because I think deep down there was a part of Paul that thought, I'll turn on everybody and take Raven. She's the one I can beat the best. Paul better not make a mistake of taking somebody like Christmas. And he better not make the mistake of taking somebody like Alex. He may regret that fully. Um, we talked about Christmas, and, you know, listen, you know, I, I, there's nothing to say. If somebody feels those feelings, if that's what's going on with Christmas and she feels those feelings towards Paul, she's not going to turn on him. But I think Paul thinks he can beat Christmas, and maybe Christmas doesn't really bring anything to the final to really help her. But I think that she makes one of the strongest cases if she's intelligent about this, which is I am handicapped in this game. I could not compete physically. And like I was telling Jesse, there's going to be – and I told you guys last week, I think, there's going to be a time when that foot gets better. And it's probably going to be right around the final four. Okay, I think it's supposed to be eight weeks. Somebody somebody tweet me and tell me. But I think it's supposed to be like an eight-week thing. Maybe maybe eight to ten, and we're we're really into that realm now. We're really getting into that point where she can get this cast off, and if she continues to work out like she's doing, she's been working out. Yes, her leg will be weak. Anybody who knows kind of physical therapy knows that this leg's going to be weak, but it doesn't mean that she still, in her ability, and even with her, um, you know, you know, muscle atrophy. She's still going to be able to do a lot of things normal people can't because this girl is the queen of exercise. She's got years and years of building her body. There's going to be some muscle retention there. It will be weak, but there are certain things that she's going to be able to do that Paul can't do and other people can't do. And she's going to maybe win that. Now, if she takes Paul, she's a fool, and that's the most likely scenario. Because I think maybe she thinks if she takes Paul, Paul will fall in love with her. I guess he, listen, somebody gives me $500,000, there's a lot of things I'll do. You know, is it uh, me, love, you say I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. Listen, you give me $500,000, I'll do that. I'll find a way to do it. We'll make it work. And Paul's probably going to be the same way. They'll probably date for a couple of months if she gives Paul the $500,000. Okay? He'll say, you know what, I'll date her for a couple of months. I kind of like her, but, you know, I'm going to get rid of her. I'm going to dump her. You know? I got to go back and make more T-shirts, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's a situation where if she is in love with them, it's a lost cause for Christmas, and Christmas is going to take Paul if that's the case. More than likely, it's going to depend on what she wants in life. Is she, a, you know, she's not a lonely person. The other thing that makes it very interesting with this with Christmas that Christmas was engaged to be married before the show. They put that off, okay? Because there are people that are in North Carolina that know these things. She put that off to go on Big Brother. She has a fiancé, I believe, which makes all this more interesting. And maybe when she was talking on the camera, maybe she was talking about maybe her fiancé being, you know, heart, breaking her heart but not wanting to be with her anymore or something. Maybe that was what she was talking about. But, guys, it's, it really felt, and you can go watch the video on my, on my Twitter page, 
I really feel like she was really, really talking about Paul. And uh, you can just tell in the way she looks at him, the way she defends him, uh, it's shaky. You know, I'm not a fool when it comes to love. And it definitely looks like there's at least some admiration there. And there's at least some charm there that makes any sense. Um, one thing that we didn't talk about, you know, so far really is Josh and, and really how Josh plays into this. Everybody had a really interesting thing with Josh this week. Josh, and we saw it on the show, edited it a certain way, but I think that it's true to, to Josh's uh, situation in this game right now, which is Josh kind of is the only one that really sees the obvious. I know it's mind-blowing. I know that, that took you all a second to think about that. Well, Jesse knew, the rest of us. Um, he's, a, he's a fan of Josh. And there's a lot of fans of Josh. There's a lot of people out there that are cheering for Josh. And you know what? I did see that his family would be, uh, you know, in the path of the hurricane, please. You know, on a serious note, um, you know, whatever you pray to, whatever you believe in, whatever you think of to be something that's greater than you, please send a prayer for everyone's family down there, not just uh, Josh's, but certainly Josh's and everyone else's that is in that path of this hurricane that's coming. And all the people in Houston, I don't think we've talked since then. And this is awful, awful situation. Anywhere where you can donate, anything where you can do to help. I know reality, well, it was a reality something. I can't remember what it was. But I know James from last year uh, was out there helping people. God bless him. I mean, that dude's gold. I mean, I may not have liked his gameplay. <clears throat> he might have really annoyed me last season. But at the end of the day, man, that guy is putting it where his mouth is. And uh, he is definitely going out there and helping people. And I think if you follow him, you'll see a lot of videos that kind of show a little bit of the devastation. But he's been out there saving people. I mean, legitimately saving people. So um, before we talk to talk about Josh, I just want to say, you know, there's a lot there that's a lot more serious in this game. And anywhere you can make donations, anywhere you can help, please do so, even if it's rounding a dollar up at the store that's going to be donating money. Whatever you can do, help these people out. Um, they're definitely going to need it if they get a direct hit, which looks like may happen. Uh, and Josh's family going to be affected. So pray for everybody down there, or positive thoughts, or whatever. You know, if you worship pagan gods, whatever it is you worship, you worship the sun, nature, whatever, no one. You believe in positive vibes. They can use anything, so please do it. Um, with Josh, you know, we saw him try to get moves made that would kind of give him clarity as to where really he stands in this group with Paul and Christmas. And I think that Josh is really starting to be aware that he's really the third man out. <clears throat> the only thing that benefits Josh right now is that Josh is somebody that I can see a variety of people taking to that final three, mainly because they feel like he's an easy guy to beat. I could see Alex using Josh. I could see Kevin maybe being used at this point. <clears throat> and all is going to be down to perception. But Josh was in a really, really good situation, I told you guys last week, where I said, you know what, no matter what, he's in a good uh, position to be safe. I mean, a lot of people want, to, want him in their final three. A lot of people want him maybe sitting in that final two position. They feel like they can beat him. He aggravated a lot of house guests. I mean, he aggravated Cody. He aggravated Elena. He aggravated Mark. He's going to be somebody that, you know, I, maybe he's going to aggravate Kevin, although Mark said that he kind of had good feelings for Josh after it was all said and done. I think Mark's a little bit more mature in a lot of ways that way. But, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people feel like Josh has been made to be the pit bull by Paul for so long and tearing people up that in the, at the end of the day, Josh may be a very, very, very unliked guy. 
when it comes down to it. And they may make a big mistake. Because I told you guys, I think there are votes in that House that will refuse to vote for Paul, and they're going to have a long time to work on everybody else without any outside interference, without a Paul sticking his head in, without Paul working it. Paul should have worked it with Cody all the way through. He should have worked Cody, he should have worked Elena, and he should have worked Mark a lot better than he did. And he didn't. And that's going to cost him in jury. It's at least going to cost him, I think, maybe four votes. They're going to convince somebody, and it might be Jason. Somebody's going to be convinced. I'm telling you, when Raven walks in that door, it's going to be a season where you may see the person who might deserve to win, which right now is Paul. Paul is the deserving winner. You may see it where it's like a Daniel Reyes thing in season three, which is one of my favorite seasons and one of my favorite players. Daniel Reyes was incredible. If you go back and watch season three, she lost because simply everybody was so bitter with her Basically, well, with her diary room sessions, because I used to be able to see those. But just with her viciousness and her game style. A lot of people were really bitter in that jury, and they did not give it to her. They went with the person they liked the most. I argued with somebody, um, I think it was Mr. Excitement. I'm going to throw him under the bus, because you know, a lot of you guys might agree with him. Likeability is a huge factor in everything. Likeability is a huge factor in voting, whether it's political or whether it's game. And you can look at Jordan, you can look at Steve, you can look at players throughout time who have won, maybe even Nicole, where likability, Ian, where likability was a huge factor in their win. Huge factor. And those things have to be considered in this jury house. And Josh can go to the end. I don't know if he can win, but he's starting to figure things out. I told you guys, and a lot of you agree, the biggest move this season will be whoever sends Paul out. That will be the biggest moves of the season, which is why Alex probably should have done it. And if Christmas could have broken her emotional ties that I believe are there for Paul, she should have done it. There should, have been a, there should be a move to take Paul out. Whoever removes Paul, and if they're sitting in that final two seat, will win the votes because they're going to win. The, they're, going to win <clears throat> they're going to win over Cody. They're going to win over Mark. They're going to work, win over Elena. They're probably going to win over Jason. Once Raven comes out and she thinks about how she's lost five hundred thousand dollars, she's gonna, you know, everybody's gonna work on her and Matt. Her and Matt may even say, you know what? Whoever took out Paul is gonna win my vote. Now's the time to do it. Jason might have been smart to go ahead and do it and just take his chances now. Yeah, you might go home, but it's kind of like that hell mary. I might go home, but if I pull this off and I get Paul out, I'm going to win this money. If I make it to the end, I win the money. There's a guarantee that if I get rid of Paul and go out and and get into this final two, I'm going to get the votes. But I don't know that anybody's thinking about jury other than maybe Kevin. Paul's trying, but like I said, Paul's doing it the wrong way. Josh also is starting to question everything, you know, Paul's doing with Christmas. But, you know, Josh has to realize that he's really kind of talking to a brick wall. We've talked about this with Christmas maybe having some emotional feelings towards Paul that she's just not going to hear it. She knows. She even said, I know Josh is right, but I just can't find a way to go against, I can't go against Paul right now. Now that's so obvious that there's something bigger there because you're basically saying, you know what, I don't, I don't want the $500,000. I want something else. Something I think is bigger than the $500,000. As dumb as that sounds. 
That's what we're thinking about. So <clears throat> Josh is going to have to make a move on his own. Being whatever happens this week, we saw Alex win. <clears throat> now she's pretty much not going to be able to play in the next HOH, which would have made Christmas even better to you know, really kind of send her home, I guess, But or it doesn't really matter, I guess. But Alex can't play in the next HOH, which is going to make her extremely vulnerable. Kevin may even stay. And, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to switch from Raven to Kevin. I wouldn't be surprised if Paul's looking at Kevin saying, you know what, it's just possible. Maybe I can take him to the final two. You know, I mean, that's it's very possible. Um, but Josh has got to figure something out. He is in this final three. At some point, the realization has to come in that he's not part of the real final three. I think he originally kind of was, but I think that's fallen off. He's starting to kind of start questioning a lot of things. Christmas is starting to kind of get annoyed with him. Paul already knows that Josh is saying things because Christmas is going to tell Paul eventually. If she hasn't already, that's going to start wearing on Paul. That's going to start wearing on Christmas. They're going to say, you know what, maybe we should just get rid of Josh while we can. It'll be interesting to see how far they go. But, you know, who's to say that Alex doesn't look at Josh and say, you know what, I can take him and beat him. It's very, very possible. So it's hard to know where Josh is going to be in the next coming weeks. But Kevin, Kevin needs to lay low. Josh needs to make an establishment move now. And maybe that's to talk to Alex and say, look, we got a situation. But you know what? It's too late because you know what Paul did for him? Set him up to keep that from happening by letting him take the fall at the eviction of Jason. Paul's got it covered, guys. And that's what it comes down to. Paul's going to burn every alliance. There is no friendship. It's all a facade. I hate to tell you, you know. When, 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 when entertainment stars, music stars, movie stars endorse a product, or they put their name on a product, they didn't make it, believe it or not. The world is filled with believe it or not situations. Friendship really doesn't exist to Paul, okay? It sounds great. Man, it's fun, and to think that people follow that pipe all the way down to the river, congratulations. But the truth of the matter is, credit where credit's due. Paul and friendship aren't a real thing. And Paul is trying to win, and I applaud him tremendously for it. But he's going to burn everybody he's got to burn to get the end. I think that he's keeping Alex around too long. I think Alex is going to burn him. Um... I think Alex could be the one that burns him. I'm not sure if she will. She she has the power to do it. Now, she's got to sit out next week, which means that I can guess that she's either going to be backdoored or on the block at some point, depending on who wins the next HOH. Which, I, you know, would be funny to see Kevin, because I think Kevin actually might put Paul up. I don't even know if Kevin would know what to do. I would guess that he would probably put Paul and Christmas up. But it better be one of those just luck of the draw, like, <laughs> you know, guess a number between one and ten, you know, and just Kevin guesses five, and it just happens to be the right, you know, number was six. Um, but, you know, it, who knows? Maybe he does actually do something in this next HOH and definitely think that, you know, Paul is on his list as well as Christmas. Uh, but I don't think that I don't think that Kevin is really looking for the end game. I think he's looking just to kind of – I think Kevin's just amazed he's not home. 
one of those situations where I don't know that Kevin really has thought out the end of the game because he kind of had the assumption that he wouldn't still be there. But he doesn't need to continue to be the floater and the pawn to go home. He needs to kind of try to play this thing and try to get rid of Paul, make the case for himself that, you know, if he makes it to the end by some miracle, that people look at him and say, and maybe maybe if he votes out Paul, there's some weird consensus in the House that if he sends home Paul, everybody in the jury will be mad at him. So I'll take him to the final two. And, you know, hell, play it that way, Kevin. Say, hey, look, you know, I'm the one that sent Paul home. Everybody's going to be mad at me and the jury. He might as well take me. I mean, it's a nut slam dunk. Let's be, it's, a, it's a long shot. But it is what it is, and Kevin has survived the two evictions that were supposed to be his demise. And Paul had a lot to do with that. So I don't know that you should be too surprised that if Kevin's not looking, or Paul's not looking at Kevin as somebody to take to the final two. Uh, you know, like I said, I think that Paul and Derek, you guys got mad at this this tweet, that why is Paul's game really any different than Derek's? A lot of you are very bitter and very angry at Paul. Fair enough. But the truth of the matter is, is that uh, uh, Dr. Will said the same thing I've been telling you guys. Derek's played a game with a lot of easily manipulated people. Paul has done the same. Dan has done the same. You can't fault, and, and you know what? Rachel's done the same. You can't fault these pe- these these players that come in, and yes, they get that advantage. But I don't think that it was, you know, if you think that really production said we want Paul to win, I, you know, they may have said, you know, we want to give Paul a, a, a an advantage. But these guys could have sent Paul home at any point. Anybody at this point could have thought for themselves and made the move, and they didn't do it because Paul has outsmarted them in the manipulation department. He's convinced all of them that he's just there to help them. I mean, when you're in a final like seven and people are telling other people, no, don't go against him, man. He's there. you know, he's, he wouldn't turn on us. <sighs> Unbelievable. Paul, credit where credit's due. Will Paul go down as one of the greatest players? I don't know. But what I do know is that if he makes it to the end, he's played a pretty flawless game. And whatever people believed, they believed. Whatever Kool-Aid he served that they drank, they drank it, and they enjoyed it, and they came back for more. You can't fault Paul for that. That's a that's a casting issue. But we see, as we said, we see Alex win this second HOH for the double eviction, and we see Raven go home against Kevin. I don't. I'm surprised that Paul did do that. Like I said before, I thought Raven might be his secret final two. Um, but I think it was just one of those things that maybe there was some fear that if she makes it to the final two that there would be some sympathy votes for her because she played her terminal illness so much. But And I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised she got applauded. Now, I know that they can't really boo people ever since 15. I think that they they feel the guests, um, you know, they kind of tell them, they fill them in, like, you know, you're not going to be able to boo or anything or we're going to redo the entrance or whatever. <clears throat> so they probably ought to clap. I'm really surprised she got booed. I mean, it's been really comical to see a lot of her exaggerations. And I've told you guys, she 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 honestly obviously has something. She's obviously sick. It's a bad situation. I wouldn't want it. You wouldn't want it. There are worse things to have, I'm sure. But, you know, thank God for the most part I'm healthy, as I hope all of you are. And it would it would be a bad situation to have anything like this. But the lies have been extravagant, and the lies have been extreme. And I have to—I got to be honest with you. Paul talking about it does crack me up because it is so over the top. She has been so over the top about it 
to the point where everybody's just kind of sitting in a room going, what the hell? What is going on? Like, there's no way all this stuff is happening to you. You don't have, you know, rough knee syndrome or whatever it's called. But maybe there was some feeling that maybe there would be some sympathy for Matt's in the jury. Maybe Matt would work the angle for, you know, maybe that's the case on it. I'm not really sure why Raven was the pick to go home in the double eviction. But either way, it was a double blind side to Alex. That's the thing that has to be key here is that it was a double blind side for Alex. We're shocked at seeing what she puts up for nomination. We're shocked at seeing it. And it looked like Josh was kind of left out of the vote to send Raven home, which was a bit shocking for me. Um, now, I've got, as we're wrapping up, I've got two calls. We're going to try 530. Been holding forever. And 530, I went to you. So 530, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up the show? You are live on the air. Five three zero is not there. I do have a new caller. Six zero two. Six zero two. Is there anything you want to say before we get off the air about this season, about the Celebrity Big Brother, whatever you want to talk about? Nothing there. I tell you guys, you got to call. Some people get nervous when they get on on the air. I mean, it happens. Yep, and they dropped off. So there's nothing I can do for that. Um, if you do want to call and talk, now don't forget. When we do the finale, we want you guys to call in. I want these lines loaded. And you're going to get, you know, you're going to get your moment to say anything. I let people go sometimes a little long um, just because, um, you know, I want, I want you to be heard. <clears throat> it's a show that offers that. You know, you can call in live. You are in the moment when you call. But just keep this number in mind. I understand people. Some people don't want to call. It's kind of embarrassing. 713-955-0749. I'm not going to be taking any more calls for the rest of the night now because we're about to get off. But when it comes to finale night, keep that number on mind. We want to hear what you thought about the season. We want to hear every truth. You can say what you want to say. It's relatively uncensored. Don't say things that are going to get me in trouble and thrown off and where people stop listening because you're just going on on a cussing tirade. I have had that happen before. But keep that number in mind because when it comes down to the season finale, we want people calling in. We want people talking about it. We want people saying what they want to see different. We want to see what you guys thought about the casting, what you guys thought about the winner, what you guys thought about the loser, jury, everything. So it's a big night for you guys to call. We usually have a lot of success with it, so please keep that number on hand. And don't, don't do what these other guys did. You know, do what Jesse did. You saw I didn't bite his head off. It was a really smooth transaction, I thought. I mean, I'd rather talk to me than go to the dentist. That's just the truth. But anyway. We're seeing what we see this week. Uh, we don't know what the new XHOH is going to be. You know what? Give Alex plenty of time to think about this. We're going to see yet again. We're going to probably give Alex another chance to see what she does here. You know, I think the next – I think – I'll be honest with you. I don't know that Kevin – Kevin may go up as a pawn on the next one because technically Christmas, uh, Paul – uh, and Paul needs to save his HOH for the last one because you would get two in a row at that point. So the last regular season HOH is always the one that you want to win and then compete in the final HOH um, for the for the final three. <clears throat> um, so the last two HOHs are the ones you want to win back-to-back. And I think Paul's going to try to do that. He doesn't want to exclude himself from winning that last week of regular, what I call regular season HOH. Um, he wants to save that one for himself. I guarantee you if he's still around, he's going to make that one his move. This is a great opportunity for Josh. I would say Kevin, 
But, you know, Kevin just lucks out. Uh, it's hard to see, but he survived. You know, Kevin needs to take this as, you know what, I got I got nine lives and I've used up all but – I'm used them all up. It is now time for me to really start making an effort to win. If I'm going to win this game, look, man, if I'm sitting there and I'm looking at three other people or four other people, my opportunity is there. You know, my odds have just really increased. If you're an odds person, if you like to gamble, your odds just got a heck of a lot better. <clears throat> and when your odds were against you, let me grab a drink here before I wrap up. If the odds are really working against you, you've already overcome two of them. So don't try to overcome the last one. Just put it in your own hands and win if you're Kevin. Your nominees need to be jo- need to be uh, Christmas and, and, and Paul with <clears throat> Alex probably being the replacement nominee. I actually think Kevin and Josh could probably maybe strike a deal if Paul goes home. But, because <clears throat> I don't know that, I mean, you know, Christmas may take Josh, but Alex may want to take Kevin. It just depends on whether or not these people really think that Paul can be in a final two with them. But we're going to have to see how Alex goes through this week. She can't win the HOH next week, so she's really going to be a sitting duck. She's going to be sitting here thinking about how the votes went, how she got double-crossed twice, not once, but twice. And she's got to think about all that as she waits for the new HOH competition, which may be tonight or tomorrow. But whoever wins that, she's got to feel like, I'm not safe. So she's got to go out there and really win the POV whether she's on the block or not. Um, I foresee, if we look at this, I I think Paul may try to take it in his own hands because he would have another, I believe, another HOH after this. Maybe not. I think I think the next one, so hard to tell. I think the next one might be one of the final HOHs, so he kind of needs to stay cool this week. Christmas is going to be a hard person to work win, especially if it's physical. We don't know yet. I know these things go in a pattern, but I can't remember if we're up to an endurance comp or not, um, which Alex can't compete in. So Paul has to put it in the hands of maybe Josh. And this could be a very this could be an HOH with Alex being out of it and Christmas not being able to compete in so many ways. This could be a this could be very well be an HOH that Kevin wins. And man, if that changes everything in a second, because if Kevin nominates Paul and Christmas, and Christmas or Paul wins the H O wins the P O V, and he puts up Alex, Paul's going to lose two very very important people to him, or one of the two people that are important to him. And this game kind of changes, and the odds get greater. So stay tuned. It's going to be an interesting, interesting week. Listen, guys, um, we got off really bad the last two weeks. It was really kind of a mess. I apologize for that. Um, we had scheduling conflicts. Or not scheduling We had recording conflicts with the studio here, Dead Lizard Studios. We had a, a conflict with that, which we lost, basically lost recording power. Couldn't get back on until the next day, or until the next day technically, so I couldn't even go on until 12 or 1 a.m. So we lost a lot of people there. Last week we had to do a Friday show. It was just a mess. We are back on Thursday nights. This should be solid Thursday nights from here on. Hopefully we didn't lose you guys. Hopefully you're back into this. But I hope you enjoyed the show tonight, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for letting me vent. You know, I try to watch this show from a a, a different point of view from the rest of you. I try to watch, watch it from an entertainment level and not really put too much stock. I always pick somebody to win. I don't really ride on it. But I always pick somebody to win just because it, it's just fun to talk about on air. Um, and it's a situation where 
it's hard to be blunt. It's hard to be too truthfully honest because you're going to make somebody mad. So you try to shoot it down the middle and just give what you feel like is great strategy advice or great thought on what's coming up or how you think things will play out, which has been awful this season because nothing has really played out the way that you want it to. It's been very, very bland. Uh, whoever's supposed to go home goes home. Everybody that's supposed to win wins. I mean, it's just been one of those kind of seasons. I don't think you can write this season until this is all over with. I think if you find Kevin wins the HOH, puts up uh, um, <clears throat> Paul and, and Christmas, and, uh, you know, one of them win a POV, or Alex wins a POV and takes one of them down, you know, replacements Josh, you know. It's just one of those things that you could see a complete turn in the game at this point, especially if Paul goes home. And anybody who takes a shot at Paul now is going to do very well. Don't bet on it being Christmas. Bet on it being Josh. Bet on it being Kevin. And maybe bet on it being Alex. So I keep saying put some faith in it, but it's not over yet, and the season can really turn before you know it. You could have really just, you know, eight weeks of crap or ten weeks of crap and then two weeks of great, great gameplay. So it's not over yet. We've got to see what happens, guys. Hang in there. We're going to be back next Thursday viciously ready to attack, ready to talk about these things. And don't forget that uh, the finale show that we're going to do is going to be a lot of fun, so please call in on that. So keep that, uh, that phone number handy for that. Guys, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I can't wait until next Thursday to see how this thing plays off. Hopefully Alex is going to sit on this and think a lot, and her and Kevin are going to talk, and maybe she'll listen to Kevin this time. Probably not, but we can always have faith that this game is going to turn and become extremely entertaining for all of us. Guys, keep tweeting. Keep having fun. Keep reading those spoilers. Keep sharing your feed uh, knowledge. It's always welcome. Keep sharing those memes and everything else. It's a lot of fun this season doing that. Guys, I am Sam. You're listening to the Big Brother After Show. We'll see you next Thursday. And as always, be good to each other. Have a great night. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> bye bye! Well, the mask off, people aren't gonna like what they see. Looks gonna look like flesh on the outside, you rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, Think of this, I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.